different take. It's not them saying like they hate superheroes. They're just like, hey, if superheroes really were in the real world, the government definitely would be in control of them and they probably would be a bunch of dickbags because the military is a big old bag of dicks filled with just a bunch of dickbags in charge, old old men that really shouldn't be in charge. Right, because I don't anymore. think I don't I don't think the point of that was like or, or of the boys in general is fuck superheroes. It's more like what would happen if superheroes existed in our in a hyper realistic setting. And yeah, know, and you know what? Welcome to the Giant Contra Robot Podcast. I'm your host, Desmond <laughs> Desi's Dead Robinson. I was waiting for it. I was fucking waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Yeah. Um this is our soapbox episode, but also this is the Falcon Winter Winter Soldier episode two <laughs> review. Um that little bit you can always hear us well before I get to the little bits. Um you can find us as always on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. Comes to the Apple Podcast. Um, currently, right now, our me and Benita's review of the Snyder Cut is up. Um, I hope you enjoyed that garbled, jumbled mess of a review. But hey, you got a thought. It out. followed along with the movie, so you know. Yeah. There you go. But it's also two hours and thirty minutes shorter. Then <laughs> it's not like a, it's not like these episodes where we keep it around the same length of the product. It's like no, 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 no. That's not gonna happen. There is a Desi cut of that, though. So you know, if we get enough demand for them, if we get enough demand, maybe in a couple years we'll get the full Desi cut of that episode. Maybe four years later, release the we'll release the Desi cut. It's gonna be the Desi cut, and it's gonna have like extra people, like you know, in the cut. (laughs) We're gonna introduce new characters. (laughs) Gonna be great. And I will die. And then Desi's gonna die and come back wearing a white suit. Yeah. No. <laughs> his his scream a, a pink suit. when I'm he dies. There you go. Is going to to send an echo throughout the world. <laughs> Where are you gonna wear a pink suit? put us up on Apple Podcasts. They- <laughs> there you go. Desi, why are you gonna wear a pink suit? It's more better. Are you better? Yeah, just fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Like, why a white suit? I don't get. Where uh-huh. people, I don't get where people wear white. It's easy to. It's easy to get dirty in. I like the only time that I ever see wearing white is when it's hot as hell. But other than that, like, there's no point. <laughs> Let, I'll say this before we get into the review. Uh, it, when there was record-setting heat waves in Los Angeles, guess who was still wearing black? Yeah, I still. I still didn't wear white. <laughs> and guess who was not sweating during those heat waves? Me, because you know why? Because I've lived here long enough to know how to better control my body temperature while wearing wherever the fuck I want. Oh, <laughs> oh! Someone's got mutant powers. Damn! Look at look at Mister Never Gotten Cold on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only cold in this room because this room is a den, and it's not a bedroom. But and, by your logic, would you not be able to just say, nah, I'm not going to be cold? That's my secret, Des. I'm always cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I feel like I've heard that phrase a lot this week for some reason. That's my <laughs> I've heard not just cold, but in general, I feel like I've heard that at least six or seven times this week. It's because of, we need uh, to bring back that meme. It's because of Banner. <laughs> it's all because of Dr. Banner. 
who got yep. a reference in this episode of Falcon and Winter he Soldier too. Did he did? That was pretty great. Banner, Banner, and Tony. Well, Tony's dead. But Tony's Banner, dead. Banner is still running around. Um, we'll see him in She Hulk, which will be in twenty twenty two, with Tatiana Maslany. Um, yes, I love that woman. If you love Orphan Black, watch it. She's so good. And she had a very small role in that Channing Tatum, Rachel, Rachel McAdams movie where I shit you not. I was emotional because I would be an emotional wreck if my wife. Dear John? There we go. If she forgot who I was and I have to fight for her. Damn, man. I have not. I have not. What was that, what was that movie with Goldie Hawn where she forgot her memory? They remade it not too long Overboard. ago. Overboard. Overboard. We, we, we are on the Nerds Against the World. Me and Benita, we, we don't talk about Overboard no more because that is just all bad and misogyny right there. Yeah. No, of course, of course. Not, I, it doesn't hold up. I was just uh I was just hoping to make that uh that that uh transition in from Goldie Hawn into a US agent. It was, it, 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 I was about to say that was a good transition. I'm like, but no, speaking no, of no, 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 that did not work. That that was just all oh. 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 <laughs> Wow, okay. It's well so I like I like how it worked for one ego. I like how it worked for one person. It's like, nah, it didn't work. No, it just, <laughs> it, it just did not work. It did not work. Um, but we did get... De- Des is standing on one side of the bridge while we're on the other, and he's like, that bridge don't... There's no bridge there. <laughs> no, I, I would more... Cross. I would more likely jump off said bridge. Oh. <laughs> he's gonna... He's gonna jump off the bridge and on the way down be like, see, there was no bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll blip myself out. Fuck your transition. Fuck, fuck your transitions. There you go. Anyways, though, <laughs> we are introduced, formally introduced to John Walker, right in, in this episode. Um, better than his nod and wink um, at the end of the first episode. Oh God. Um, like Benita officially said, he definitely is Kurt Russell's son because he has that head shape like his dad. Yeah, it's like yep. it's like his head shape is Kurt Russell, and the top half of his face is Goldie Hawn. Yes, and his half sister is Kate Hudson. Right, right. That's true. That yep. that is true, huh? Whatever and... happened to her? Oh no, we're not going on that tangent. Nope, nope, nope. No, we already there. We already there. Kate <laughs> Hudson is doing movies here and there. She's she has a very <laughs> successful career in selling leggings. There Fuck you your go. transition, and let's keep focusing on this tangent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, she's selling leggings? And she has her own um, athletic company. That's, that oh, okay. And stuff like that. Okay, oh. I thought you meant like she was selling like leggings in the alley or something. Like, she's like <laughs> she's like in on the Lululemon pyramid scheme thing. But, yeah. but, here's, yeah. but here's the thing, though. She's doing it more better than Gwyneth Paltrow. So oh. Paltrow oh. is going cuckoo white girl crazy while Kate Hudson is more quiet, reserved. This is the company. This is the this is the merch. Yeah, that is it. Kate so Hudson don't have to worry about a, a Hudson candle that smells like her vagina. That, you, you made the reference before I did. I was about to go there. <laughs> there you go. But we, <laughs> to get us back on track, we are introduced to we're calling him now. We're not calling him Captain America. He's U.S. agent. Yeah, I'm not calling him Captain America, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, uh, he's not. He's not Cap. Um, in the words of Jeremy Johns, because his review equated very well, he's not my Cap. <laughs> not my Cap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Johns. I mean, I... not my Cap. <laughs> I apologize in advance. Was like, that's not my Cap. No Cap. <laughs> Pun one, everyone. <laughs> I did like that. He, like they didn't make him. An outright um, asshole. Yeah, like, like they're yeah. still like, nah, he's he's a person, but like he's serious. Like he, they made him like the literal personification of white privilege, which is just amazing to me. Yeah, like, it's like they made him. They made him a believable asshole. Where it's like you could see how somebody like this got in the position where he would be considered. Yeah. Like, not saying he didn't, like, work hard or he didn't do great things to get considered, but it's still, like, you still took this job from a black man, bro. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not, like, it's not you. It's obviously the government, but you're still profiteering off of, like, the government taking advantage of a black man. Yeah. Like. Like, can we just, can we just talk for a quick second where, was I the only one that felt awkward when, like. They showed up on on top of the truck, and we, he's we like, wanna, well, "We learned from the Justice League review. We don't want to jump." So, okay, we're not it. jumping. We're not jumping. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not jumping. Okay, um, but just like his intro, especially like to come out to like Cap's music, but yeah. it be play being played by like an all black band. Yeah, I'm just like, stop it with these visual people. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> They're so good, but god damn it. <laughs> like when he when you hear him talk, like you can tell we, we, we said this before before we started recording that air of privilege, but he's trying to seem like he's of the people. Like right. like using Steve's name like he's his best friend. And you can just yeah. see air on especially a Bucky's face, like, oh no, the fuck you did not. Yeah, he's, yeah. He, he was like a brother. It's like motherfucker, you never yeah. even met the dude. Yeah, it's just, it's, like, it's that allyship in in how it can be taken the wrong way. Like, you can see where it's, like, it's maybe coming from, like, a good, like, ideal or, like, a place of good, like, good intentions. Mm-hmm. But obviously you're, like, these are not hitting like good intentions well like even think about the subtle visual of the fact that it's like he's like yeah i'm i want to be of the people and be this symbol but he's captain america but he still has a gun Mm -hmm. and yeah that was like a major symbol thing for cap like yeah he never it's not like he never didn't use guns especially in the beginning of the like world war one and stuff like but after a certain point he realized he didn't a didn't need it and b it was a much more like impactful to show that you can fight these kinds of threats without the use of that kind of weaponry. Yeah. Yeah. What I want to know though is like the time frame. So like when did cuz it's not like fully clear obviously like the time how like how far along time is. So like from when Sam gave up the shields to when they gave it to Cap. Like, how long did it take? I want to know. It felt like it was really quick, right? It was really quick. It was 
It would be. But I, they I, showed the video of him like training with the shield. So I'm just like, okay, but literally, like, how I, how long did you guys have this planning in stages? Was that well, a test and, shield? And, and right quick, something I think we said during the one division review, and I'm gonna bring it over here. If you, if don't, it, that's a nitpick. Uh, that is a nitpick. I, I don't think we should just dive into because that would derail anything. And of what? I'm trying to figure out where the timeline of this happened, like the jump times that it is, because we did a one division episode where we derailed trying to focus in on the fucking time, and I don't want to do that here. I don't want to do that. Oh, here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, but, either way, but it shows. A- well, we might as well go into the racial part of it. It shows because well, it's just more the context. Because it's like if it started after he took it over, or is this something they had planned? It's before, probably some. It's so probably that then something. they were working to get Sam to turn his shield in, so they could quickly then hand it over to this new one. So it just sort of gives that more context of just yeah how insidious the government is ingrained I, racism. I think it's more likely what you're saying. Like I, that's how I felt it was too. Whereas like just because they don't mention how quick it is, it is a really quick process. And it's like yeah, they could have done that ceremonious putting the shield in the Smithsonian from the first episode, but it seems like, yeah, that's totally something they were already planning on. It's been five years after the blip, five years theoretically after anybody's actually technically seen Captain America. Like, yeah, they could have already been planning this. Yeah. Like, oh, I just, again, like this show. So WandaVision started up and now this show just makes me want to know. I want to know more of the blip time. I want I don't, a series. I don't. But I, it's and I, oh, in sorry. the blip because sorry. it's like imagine the chaos. So like half the population disappears. Already chaos in and of itself. But like then you think of political leaders, politicians, prime ministers, the whole rigmarole. If half of them have disappeared and then new people have taken over so, like, then those people come back. So now who's in charge? Do they bring back, like like they said in the show, do they bring back the old leaders to give them back their power since technically they were, were still in power? Or, like, the people that were then elected after, are they remaining their power? There's just I, I think that's a so good, much stuff. Duh. And I think that's a good transition to the um, Flag Smashers. Um, yes. For me personally, I don't want to show about the blip because I really don't care about normal people living their lives. During but see, it. that means it, 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 well, like because I know I know probably you agree, Benita. You want to see it, I, and I'm not and I'm not speaking for anyone in the world because I'm I probably am in the minority. I'll just say it here, and yeah, like once again, come at me at Desi is dead on Twitter. I will eventually get to your comments. If you do come at me on Twitter, I do eventually get on there, but I am very lazy. On social media, just FYI, <laughs> um, I I really don't I, because and the reason why I don't these people the flag smashers are the reason why. So you're mad that all these people came back. Like I get it now. Resources are now having to be spread out. I get that, but that means you don't care about your friends or your family. They're finally back, and you just want them dead, and you want the world to go back. Like. If you die a horrible death from Zemo, I would not feel bad. Do these flag smashers? I really do would not feel bad. But then, I think it's Zemo all along, probably planning this. Like, hey, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, but I would be surprised. Yeah. Like this motherfucker got clout. 
behind bars, and then what the fuck was um British Jim doing all this time? Oh, <laughs> British Jim. Um. Oh yeah. What's what's his name again in in the Marvel universe? Is that um, it's not Smith, right? No, it's not Smith. It's not Smith. Um, I just keep wanting to call him Watson. Yeah, um, <laughs> even though I know it's not. That does Martin Freeman. That does, come on. That does, that does Bilbo Baggins such a disservice. Yeah, <laughs> Bilbo Watson. Uh, Agent. Oh Bilbo God. Watson. I think you know. I think because it was also near the beginning of the episode, I can mention it now. Um, this this episode so far gave me my favorite, um, like quoted line in any Marvel Marvel movie so far or Marvel product was, uh, "Hey, how you know? How do you know about Gandalf? I read The Hobbit in 1937 when it came out." <laughs> that was that was a good. I was like. I like, was laughing I, so hard yeah. with that. I keep forgetting. I was like, oh. I keep forgetting. Bucky's close to 120 years old. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh my god, that just makes so much sense, and that's so perfect. I love that little detail. Just, um, like, it's just, it's so, it's so good. Like getting more of the characters from them because, like, we do get a character death. You know, Bucky was mm-hmm. he was like Cap's best friend, and then he was like a tortured monster. Like, yeah. that's sort of where he went, like from A to B, and now, like, I mean, he's still a bit of the tortured monster but you're kind of getting those good flashes back to like bucky's best friend and you're kind of peeling back more of more of the layers especially with sam like because i love that they're like acknowledging the sassy black friend trope in their marvel tv shows like just because there's only so much you can do with a movie. Like you've got max two and a half hours of time, um, unless you're waiting for a Snyder cut. For, for whatever reason, the, someone would. We don't do that here. Um, we don't do that here. But, <laughs> but you know, it's it's only so much you you can do. So it's always like, it's just always so good to to get more of the the characters and just get more depth to to both of them and they just have such great chemistry yeah. together yeah. they're so good and i'm yeah. like god damn it i and i think god that's damn it. and i think that's and i think someone said that's um a benefit of anthony mackie like he's like some for some reason like not for some reason like he just have this innate ability where he gels with anyone he works with like even if it you can go all the way back to eight mile where he was playing mm. um, Marvin. I think it was Marvin when they made fun of his name towards the end where B-Rabbit got his um, comeuppance. But... Yeah. Um, like, even Eminem will come out and say, like, yeah, Anthony Mackie was just, one like, treating him like he was just anyone else. Open, kind, caring. Like, everyone... Kind words for Anthony Mackie. So, the fact that you see him having a great chemistry with Sebastian Stan, it works. Yeah, and and, and uh, unlike the fact that we're getting more, I'll say a little bit of Civil War, <laughs> Falcon and um, Winter Soldier and Bucky in here. Well, Sam yes. and Bucky because um, yeah, they're adding more to it, and and they need to fully explain Falcon's associating with the military because he's working with um, Torres. He's able to use uh, a military plane to get him across different parts of the globe. Like, do you have clout with the military or because you're... I mean, they said that in the first one when he was, like, applying for the loan that he was a contractor. He's a military contractor, yeah. And that's kind of, like, what he was even saying with, uh, with, what's his name, John, 
when he was saying like we're more freelance you guys have rules of engagement we're not directly working for the government so we're a lot more flexible yeah i think i think Rody is probably behind that i think so that that would make sense um Um. but it does it is great to see uh when it was in the plane you don't have a shoot he's like i don't need one and you see it is really a callback to um (laughs) <laughs> um, Winter Soldier when Cap jumps yeah. out but yeah. except for Cap was doing it gracefully <laughs> Bucky was just screaming all the way I mean to be that. fair Cap was falling in the water <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's no graceful way to fall into trees <laughs> but the thing is though and he no Cap did fall out, out of a plane without a, a shoot into the trees in First Avenger did he? he did did he did when, they, when he was in. He did had a shoot, but it got shot out, so he was free falling. But he was able to land properly. Oh, okay, but see, there's still a difference between losing speed and then being at full terminal velocity but hitting. Is, yeah. But here's the thing, though: the <laughs> it shows the difference between Cap and Bucky. Bucky yeah, that's is true. letting his emotions show by screaming all the way fuck down. Yeah, <laughs> Cap is just. Yeah, Cap is like serious and focused. Bucky's just like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps forgetting. He's like, Leroy! <laughs> That's what he was doing. Oh my god, this whole time. Okay. Yeah, this, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my one. I'm gonna use my one. Go ahead. This yeah, okay. whole, I'm gonna use my one. This whole time when they were sneaking in during that first part, like going into the into the warehouse, trying to find like, you know, the the, the terrorist organization stuff. The whole time I was thinking about like D and D and how I'm like, okay, they're making their they're making their rolls. They failed a stealth check. This whole time I'm like that like Sam is the one that's trying to like come up with a plan. He's trying to be like, all right, we can do this. Like, let me do some recon. And he's like trying to check through walls. And he's and uh, Bucky just comes in. I'm gonna go fight him. Two guys. He's about to leave and like fucks up the turn order. And I'm just like Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was my one D and D. Okay. Beautiful, and then that, the callback to Black Panther, he's right? Like, Who's White Panther? No, White Wolf. And he's like, Wait, what? He's actually what? White Wolf, and I'm like, Ah, right? Okay, wait, 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 wait. We did, we did before we go too much further, we're skipping past the scene where uh, we may have lost one of our one no, of our fellow. We didn't, we didn't lose him until, until oh, was it after? Oh, after. right, not until the not until the chase. Got it, right? Well, transition. Our first falling, fallen hero, Red Wing. <laughs> I legitimately oh. yelled. I actually yelled at my screen like, no! I'm like, no! He had the best little beeps, you son of a bitch! I was like, you asshole, you made me care for a droid and then killed him in the second episode? Also, Bucky's fall was on that, you damn bitch! Now who's gonna watch him screaming out of a plane? Right? Uh. I'm just hoping that he had an offsite backup for that. Well, he did because <laughs> right? oh. um, jumping ahead. Well, no, I'm, I, I say no jump ahead. Well, and then we got the Captain America thing. Right, the the new Captain America. Well, uh, no, it's no, it's it's um Evans theme as Cap, but it's John Walker coming in. So oh, I, right, right. I, well, I, no, that's, yeah. I, I went on Twitter and there's no, it's it's the theme they use for Captain America. For civil for civil war and I mean Winter Soldier and Civil War is just it's trying to get, make people think oh this is the new cap but once yeah. again it's not my cap not my cap nope. not nope. my cap hashtag not my cap nope 
it was like, just okay. it was so good seeing like how pissed Bucky was to see him throwing the shield, like even when he caught it and sort of like threw it back to him. Like yeah. just that anger. Um Oh, it's just it was so good. It's like so like, much communicated seeing, without him talking. You know, Bucky you're seeing how good ass. he is. You know, you know, you you see how good of a soldier he is, but you're also still pissed because you're like, no, this is wrong. Yeah, and I, and I'll, I'll wait till we get to the therapist part because when he when he asked about rule two, that was like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, that scene was so good. But <laughs> okay. Um. Was anybody else really awkwarded out when they were standing there and he's just like, oh, and this is this is my lieutenant. And I'm like, wait, like, they also gave him, like, a black friend? Like, uh, was that on purpose? Like, no, um, like was that a government it, thing or no, was that? I know this is going to be brought up. In the 1982 run of Captain America, this is when the time Cap did not go, went by U.S. agent. Cap was the one who went by U.S. agent. Uh, Steve Rogers, not John Walker. Um, okay. Um, Hopkins was black in that run, and him and a group did, okay. did things to make John Walker look good, so he could end up taking the mantle of Captain America. Mm. And the codename Battlestar is his actual codename in the comic books. He okay, was, he was in Civil War and Secret Empire as well recently. Okay, because I I don't know enough about U.S. agents' history and stuff to where when I saw that I was like. Like, I want to believe that's a character already, but that feels weirdly too on the nose because I can't tell because of the, like, themes that they're going for here. Oh, correction, correction. <laughs> right? Like, Cap, it's... Correction, uh... Actually, correction. Cap was Nomad. John Walker was U.S. agent before he became Captain America. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. That makes sense. But yeah, but I, I... Because I don't know well enough about, like, the comic history on that one to have known if that was already, like, the character there or not. And I was just like, is this something that they changed up? Like, what the fuck? But it's still, like, it makes sense within the context of the films that the government would try and find a perfect, well, as close to perfect replica of Captain America, where they're like, yeah, we even included the sassy black friend. How about that? Like, it just screams, like, too good, too perfect, like, too on the nose. Where, yeah, they're just trying to do this, but you know, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, but it's all good. As soon as, as soon as Bucky gets in the in the back of that that trailer, <laughs> he's like, "I found the hostage." I'm like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> just her little smirk, and I'm like, "Oh, she's gonna kick you out." And then I was like, like, "Yeah, yep, 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 she did, she did." Never like. Oh, Bucky! You it's like you, I. I remember, don't wanna, Bucky. You gotta watch out for the redheads. I don't want to give him any credit, but the one cool piece, like credit thing, I'll give John Walker was like catching Battlestar on the shield. That was actually pretty cool. That was really cool. Like yeah. I don't want to give him credit. Like I feel like like fuck. Like I don't want to like you, but damn, that was actually cool. But I don't want to fucking like you. Yeah, that's Cap, but Cap that's, did that. Again, Cap, like, Cap, uh, Steve did that before with um Sam. That's just a callback to Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, cool. I can be properly mad about it now. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just that... It's I, that perfect oh. dichotomy, and it's that perfect just insinuation of um, 
again, like I said, white privilege, like people like white privilege isn't something we're trying to be like, oh, you're dick for having white privilege. Like we're not saying you're a bad person because of white privilege. We're just saying you like you can still be a good person, but you can still profit off of like. Not so much. Someone else. The systemic issues. Um, mm. Also, what made me didn't like Battlestar Ralph the Bat or Hopkins when he said, "Oh yeah, we hacked into um, Red Wing." I was like, "Oh, that is disrespectful." Yeah, disrespectful. Like, I don't care if you're part of the government, all this other shit. That is disrespectful. Um, and it just ended with um, Sam, <laughs> um, Sam and Bucky. Like, we'll walk. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're out. Um, and then we find ourselves in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, Sam, I mean, Bucky's taking Sam to meet, um, who could potentially give, um, Sam some more information, especially what they're going through. Um, a great exchange with the little kid. Hey, you're Black Falcon. It's because I'm black and I'm the Falcon. Well, yeah, so you're a black kid. And the other kid just starts laughing. He's like, like, ah! I got him, didn't I? I, got him. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that. I was like, that's right, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, telling the kid, like, your dad may be right, but your dad is also wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get to meet Elijah Bradley, right off the bat, future young Avenger. But then after that, someone, an iconic actor in his own right, Carl Lumby, as Isaiah Bradley. The first black captain. Unrecorded. And it is unrecorded. Um and just to see every I'm like seeing Carl Lumby, I'm like, fucking Martian Manhunter. If you grow up in the nineties like I did, you remember him as Mantis. Which most people are like, wait, Mantis, what the fuck is that? Yeah, Look I'm uh, that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, what? <laughs> Look it up. He was Mantis. I remember him as Mantis as a kid. He was an alias. Who's a bad guy on truck? Carl Lumby Lumby is is everywhere. He's currently Martian Manhunter's daddy in Supergirl, so it's like it's it's cool that he's still connected to Martian Manhunter in some way. Nice. Um, but like seeing the dude there, I was like, oh shit, he still got it. Yeah, that was that was that was a powerful scene. That was yeah. good. And it, it was so good. And just seeing like how horrible. The U.S., our government, our own government, and even if this is a comic world, it's still indicative of what's going on. Yeah, here. it really kind of sucks that I could totally see that happening. Yeah, there, like, there is, there is a recorded history of the Tuskegee. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Like experiments. It, it, it's it's no different than anything that we've already actually done in real life. It's just, it's so funny because I just, I love this pulling back of our of our history because it's so many people take issue with pointing out the flaws of <laughs> our country. I mean, still even today you got so many people that are like, Oh, black lives matter. That's not a real thing. I think all lives matter. And it's like, Oh God. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I had to, I had to have a conversation with family members about that because there were some that were telling me like, Oh yeah, well I don't get why like all, all lives matter seems reasonable. Doesn't it? And then I the way that I had to sit them down and explain it was just like, well, think about it this way. Like if, if your house is on fire, 
and you run outside and you call the police department and then somebody who comes up to you and, say, uh, and says, well, you shouldn't you shouldn't be taking up their resources or nothing because all of our houses matter. And it's like, well, I get it. Everyone's house matters and you want everybody to respond if your house is on fire. But my house is on fire right now. Yeah. It's, it's just, not it's, it's not saying that you don't deserve medical attention. It's not saying you don't deserve the fire department. It's saying that my house is literally on fire right now and I need someone to help me. I just and I again, like you said, it's like this is obviously fake. This is not a real world, but it's still very much like based off of like real world history. And it's just it's something I love that they're like, please take into account. Like so many TV shows now are like sort of taking into account the history like Watchmen with the Tulsa um, yeah that, that's, that's, a, that's a big one there um, um, so Carly... it's just it's pulling back the history and just reminding us like we still got a lot of fucking shit and they oh. took they took they took the quickest opportunity to immediately absolve Cap from that situation um so <laughs> yeah so, yeah because yeah, Steve, because Steve was in frozen in ice at the time. Yeah, it's like you never told him. It's like okay, I get what you're doing there. <laughs> Steve, Steve, yeah. Steve would be pissed though. He, if if Bucky would have told him, this would be around the time where Cap was running around with the, the star ripped off his own chest, the Avengers logo ripped off his sides. Like, oh, this happened. Oh, then let me uh let me fuck shit up. Could have told a Steve Roger, uh, Steve Rogers fucking shit up, but um. Right quick, we was giving praise to the director Kari Soklo. Ma'am, I am sorry. I could not pronounce your last name, but I can pronounce your first name. No, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up. Um, she. I did not know she direct directed the Punisher with John. Um, uh, John Berthal. So she has. Um, she has connections to. Um, she's. On oh. majority, she's on majority of Hands Maiden's Tale. She worked. Wow. She worked on The Americans, two episodes of The Walking Dead as a director, The House of Cards, <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead, Tyrant, Penny Dreadful, Power. Holy shit! Vikings. Um. Holy shit! Boardwalk, wow. Boardwalk Empire. So. Damn, so thank you, Kari Skogland. Good job. And she also worked on The L Word and Queer as Folk. Wow, so a very prolific uh, 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 directing history there. Yeah. Or did yeah. you say writer? Directing and writer. Oh, wow. So she's the, Damn. She's the series director and showrunner for this. For, uh, nice. For this. Okay. With a, with a pedigree like that, I'm not worried about it at all now. <laughs> With um, Malcolm Spellman as well, um, co uh, co working with him as producer yeah. and writer. Yeah, he's done some good stuff too. He's done Empire. Um, oh shit! Empire, Hip Hop Uncovered, Truth Be Told. Yeah, Sopranos. Oh, shit. Nice. But also, Ed Brubaker wrote uh, wrote two episodes for uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, and he's responsible for the creation of the Winter Soldier. So that's going to be interesting to see that. <gasps> yeah. 
And, oh, that's cool. And that's, that that would be the first time where, well, not the first time because we had Jeff Johns, but I think Jeff Johns horribly done um, his take on DC characters. In terms of Marvel, Marvel is getting the actual creator of something to write on something he co-created. Like this version of Sam, a little bit of this version of Sam, he did write for that arc of Winters for the Winter Soldier, uh, that Captain America, his Captain America run. So we're getting a little minus the fact that Sam in the comic books have superpowers and this Sam does not. Um, <clears throat> mutate ability, we said in the first episode, mutate ability. But um, we do. We get, I'm trying to give some levity because we get to the part where even I perked up with anger the cop pulled up on sam and bucky yeah that 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 was just pure bullshit and it was pure bullshit because i think we all of us sitting here knows that that was very fucking stupidly realistic and i guess and 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 everybody's trying to figure out like that that immediate fear you get where you're like oh fuck yeah it's like is there a problem here it's like there wasn't and that's why <laughs> I give making one. And that's why I give Kari, the director who I um list out her whole entire IMDB, whose last name I cannot pronounce, I'm sorry. Um you can tell like she's like this should be like probably her, the writers, and Michael Spellman was probably like, no, this needs to be done. And, can we also say oh, I'm sorry, I didn't And she like totally truthfully showed it what for and she is white, but she showed what black people go through in that scene and whoever wrote the episode we didn't i didn't see it try to look for it. i tried to look for it while we were talking they hit it up right out the park but yeah can 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 we yeah. take a moment to appreciate the acting subtlety that it took to be able to capture that perfect moment of as soon as they recognize who he is and they realize he's famous he's still just as annoyed because it's like motherfucker you're you like obviously now you you were profiling me because you yeah. did, you cared when you, I was some unidentified black man, and as soon as you know I'm famous, all of a sudden there's a thing. So now I am a hundred percent confirmed that you were identifying me in that way. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That, that like still that, happens to famous black people today. Like even Cong- like congressmen, senators, fucking basketball stars, TV yeah. stars, movie stars. Like, it's like being famous is a happen. thing that that saves a lot of people, unfortunately. But at the same time, it's like that shouldn't. <laughs> be the case you know what i mean that that's almost just as frustrating when it's like what the fuck like obviously you're not gonna get hurt or taken down by the cops once they see shit like that but it's like motherfucker all you're doing is confirming the biases or confirming confirming i can't even talk correctly thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) it's very aggravating but i did like the twist so it's the white man that gets arrested right i thought that too i was like oh okay (laughs) the one with outstanding all right cool i mean okay like it still wasn't good but like fuck but it was still weird like just because you missed a therapy session well i mean yeah like if if it's like like a co thing yeah i I still but i so i I still find it weird even if it's real i still find it weird you he's free the person the individual is free but if they miss a therapy session they need to be arrested until the therapist clears them that well it's a condition of like release and pardon right so I really enjoy this because it's so like this whole show sort of sets up kind of like how um, shitty veterans have it. So like once you're no longer active duty, like the government literally doesn't care about you anymore. 
but also like Bucky is according to the government a living weapon they're like you we gave you a pardon but there are conditions to this pardon like you were a secret cell like fucking agent for a terrorist organization and a few words can set you off or at least in our mind can still set you off no matter what Wakanda magic they they did to you so it's like their strict control of the asset still like even though they don't give a shit about him they're still like we're gonna exert control yeah they don't give a shit about him they just care about they care about him but they don't give a shit about him they care about their image they don't care about him there you go that's better basically is and that's the gov that's the government in a nutshell like they don't care about you they care, they care about their image. I'm really um, liking how, how weirdly accurate it feels, the portrayal that they have, or the involvement the government has. Because it's, it's never, so far, it hasn't been directly antagonistic. It's more like, we are going to do shit regardless of whatever the fuck you care about. It's very insidious. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's also great that um, Sam actually now gets to meet the therapist. She's like, and you can t- like, she pulls that military ranking on Sam, like, you need to come with me now, Timber. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck. All right. And just. And you can tell. So she, you can tell she gets it when Sam doesn't outright say it. Like even if he's something you and Steve just don't still understand. And like you can, and it goes like a quick shot to her. Like she gets it as soon as he says it, without actually saying it. And then he gets up and walks out. Yeah, like, like I can, and I, I like, like I, I like that 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 nod. I want to jump back a bit to mm-hmm. where like Sam thought it was the therapist that released him, and then it turns out it was U.S. agent. Oh uh, yeah, and just again like that little symbol of like white allyship, where it's like your help is not needed right now. Like we appreciate what you're trying to do, but we don't. We don't need your help. And then it's sort of like that quick turn where like the white fragility of I'm just trying to help. I'm being a good person. Why won't you let me be a good person? Like, why are you being defensive of me just trying to, to yeah. help rather than like truly understanding yeah. and that, that's what like, they're it's, doing? It's and like... then his throwaway line of just get him the best you can so he can use him again is such a military thing like they don't want to heal you they just want to put enough band-aids on you that you can work yeah they don't care about healing they yeah. just because yeah, it's the image yeah because as soon as he didn't get his way what happened immediate like you mentioned that fragility breaks turns around yeah. and turns into anger and immediately is just like well stay the hell out of my way it's like oh now you're fucking threatening like two yeah. avengers oh fuck yeah. you dude oh just ah, so good, so it was, damn it, good. It, he he didn't say he gets his, he didn't start saying that until when they got outside the um of the um, police department. But it was in yeah, it was, it was two times in the three times in this episode. The his end line of his uh, when he's talking was direct threats to Sam and Bucky. See, it's always that last line. <laughs> Like like Lebanese says, the air of privilege, and then you just hear, you hear it in his tone at the end of it. Like, and that's why I give Wyatt Russell like he give he he 
some reason, if you watch Overlord, this is essentially his John Walker character, except for in Overlord, you get who he is right from the jump. Here, oh, you're talking about wait, you're talking about that that zombie movie, right? It, it, we say zombie movie, but it's not really like a zombie movie. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, because my my wee brain took over for a second, and you're like Overlord. I'm like, wait, how is that like the anime? <laughs> like, wait, no, no, not that one, not that one. Always remember, unless I direct reference an anime, it's not I was going It's not anime right, not right. Always out. remember, unless unless otherwise stated, my brain will default to anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I do like the fact that she was like, wait a minute, are you two having a stereotype? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, like. But I just, I also love that we finally got. I wanted that couple's therapy scene so bad. I don't think we're going to get that. No, I think we lost Benita for a second. Um, I think so too, yeah. But, um, probably her cat. Um, I do, but what I feel what was ominous when Sam asked the therapist, what was rule number two? She's like, don't, like, unnecessary killing or unnecessary fighting don't hurt anybody yeah, don't hurt anybody i think sam is i think buck is gonna fuck beat the dog shit out of john walker there yeah there's there, i think exactly that too either 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 he's gonna beat falcon or he's gonna beat john walker I'm most likely most likely john walker but i'm not gonna get rid of the possibility that falcon and him fight I don't think him. Uh, they're probably gonna fight, but more verbally than actually like hand. Probably, to hand. probably. I just don't want to throw the possibility out yet. But uh, most likely, he's gonna fuck up John Walker. He's more mad at Sam for giving up the shield, and he should have been exactly like that. Well, that's what he, I mean, though. But he's. I think he's more like like physically angry at John Walker because you are mentioning. He keeps mentioning Steve like he knows him, and Bucky's like, hey. you, you do not know Steve. Yeah, like I do. It's like you're basically like walking on his grave in front of me, dude. Like, shut the fuck up. You do not know, regardless of whether you're carrying the shield. And really, even if you think about it, it's like if we don't even put a superhero context in it, right? Mm-hmm. If you put it like 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 somebody taking over your 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 friend's job who had just passed, and this person acting like like they knew who your friend was intimately, it's like fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know who they were. Like who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. The, not like, because um, we lost you for a minute. That's why we kept talking. I know. I was like, I was, I did the great spiel, and then I'm like, and nothing said, and I'm like, damn it, I lost connection. Go ahead. Yes, dang we it. we would never have directly <laughs> omitted that. No, no, it's like ah, connections. But go ahead. Um, so, so what you want to say? We, we, but it was like it kind of goes back to. So I was talking about the the therapist scene where like you find out why Bucky was so angry with Sam. Mm-hmm. Is because he gave up the shields, and so it kind of comes from that place of where he still is sort of trying not so much make himself a better person, but like come to terms with like why um Cat believed in him. Yeah, I thought that and was so a very he, interesting thing for him to say for sure. Right? Oh, that line where he's like, if he was wrong about you, then he's wrong about me. And so because, just yeah. Ugh, for someone who says generally so little, for that line to be placed where it was, it was very indicative of like, of like, this is a person who has obviously not, it's not like he hasn't been saying anything because he's dumb, because that's not true at all. It's like, he's been trying to deal with this fact so much in his head. That's like, this was my best friend and he believed in me and my best friend is gone. 
Now the person that my best friend trusted while I wasn't here in his mind betrayed that trust. And if he's no better than what Steve thought, then what am I when I myself do not think I'm a good person when, because it's probably Steve is the one who was always telling him and who's majorly believed he is still a good person up until now. And with Steve not there, it's like, what kind of introspection has he been having? How has he been trying to like, like cope with the fact that am I enough for me as a person? I don't think like, uh, that punch on- to see like because it's sort of like going back to the the first Avenger where like um you know Steve was originally the puppet of the government um and so now Bucky is singing like Steve's symbol like because it basically even though he was the name Captain America like that was Steve. That yeah. was the ideals of Steve. Yeah, so it was Steve never being... it was it was never Captain America to him. It was always Steve as Captain America. Yeah. And so he's seeing those ideals basically be perverted by the government again. Um It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. They're just so good. Ugh. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, don't stop it. Keep the good shit coming, but damn it, you're making me feel things, and then you have to make me wait seven fucking days before I can feel even more things, and I don't like it. <laughs> Not having fun with the binging time. <laughs> I know. Just, just let me binge it in peace, okay? <laughs> uh. And was then, it? shit, and I think after that, it's sort of just them talking about Zemo. Well, from there, yeah, they're they're deciding to do what they're going to be doing afterwards, right? And yeah. it's it's funny, in that when they were talking about it, when they were quote-unquote alluding to it, I was even thinking, oh, they're going to do this whole thing where they're, they're going to start talking, they're going to hint at Zemo. Cool, they're going to hint at Zemo. That means maybe next episode, and they're like, we're going to go see Zemo. I'm like, oh, oh, he, he just said it. Like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, all right, cool. Well, then maybe we'll see him next episode or something. And then it's like, boom, there's Zemo. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Well, and this is moving really like, quickly. Again, <laughs> like they got to do like the fan theories because they first highlight the chess pieces. And I'm like, don't. God damn it. You're going to make me think Zemo is in this more than like. Like he's just he's he's a player and he's moving all these pawns around and shit. Like, I don't I don't understand chess. Um other than like chess pieces and the moves you have to do to win, but like just making me think he's got like more control of the board. Yeah. Oh Sorry, God. my cat is trying to eat. No, it's all, good. it's all good. Do not eat my leftover. See, I was I was really hoping for another post credit, <laughs> but I was like, I know oh I was God. just hoping for it. Yeah. But uh, so but waiting, and I'm like, God damn it! You have me so trained, Marvel. <laughs> it's it's gonna be really it's gonna be really interesting for for Zemo coming up for sure because like, what is it? Obviously, the last time we saw him was Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. So uh, I'm just wondering what what is that reunion gonna be like? Because I don't know if that means they've even seen him since then, or or if this is the first time since then. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be the what do you guys? Time, it'll be the it'll be the first time since then. Because remember. The way how they was talking, that means neither one of them seen them since Civil War. Mm. Do you think he's? I mean, it looked different, but I was like, do you? Because 
they also haven't really shown anything about the raft since Civil War. I think after what Steve so, did. Like, I think after what Steve did. Well, no, they did show the raft since Civil War. Um, it was if it's still technically tied to um Ages of Shield. Um, Hydra broke it broke it out and um. But tech Agents of Shield isn't canon. They made it. They made it canon because they in the way they're making it canon because they said um, Tim Roth is coming back to play Abomination. He's getting revenge. So which means he broke out of the raft because he was on the bottom level of the raft while the Avengers, well, Sam, Ant Man, Scarlet Witch was on the top floor where General Ross could see them. So was in a way, Tim Roth in Agents of Shield. He was referenced. His character was referenced. Hmm. So Wait, I mean, what? but also technically, he's still in the Marvel canon because yeah, uh, like he it? was in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah, and that counts technically, right? Nobody yeah. talks about it, but it counts. We, people do talk because about it. Ross. That's Ross. That he was for like they recast him, so he was from the Hulk. So, like, I don't know if that's referencing age. I think that's more referencing. I think, the honestly, movie, I feel like if they didn't have that post-credit scene in there with Robert Downey Jr., they would not count it as as uh, as canon. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, the one they showed in the trailers to get people hyped to go watch. The exactly. Movie. Like, uh, if literally just that scene, if that's not there, it's not connected. Yeah. But um, I was interrupted because my brother was asking the question. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, w- I was interrupted, but um, I do I did hear what y'all said, and I do agree. But I have a theory. But MCU-wise, the raft hasn't been referenced since Civil War. I'm going to put an asterisk to it, because... To that, because it you're, you're using characters... Fighting said they're not using characters, past characters, but you're bringing a now broken out of the raft free... Abomination, who wants to now not only kill Banner, but he want to k- directly kill his cousin. So I like mm-hmm. to think it's still connected, but we an asterisk. This gets an asterisk. <laughs> to me, it gets an asterisk. Like most of the Dodgers, most of not Dodgers baseball players who cheats and mm-hmm. it's my team, the Dodgers, for winning. 2018's championship but you know we, we don't bring baseball in here we don't bring baseball on this on here i'm just saying dude i still remember that <clears throat> I, I feel you. let's move on but i feel you okay fuck the padres bro i i lived half my life in san diego and i lived half my life in la fuck padres <laughs> <laughs> yeah, padres always sucked <laughs> oh man either way um I have a theory that I think John Walker and by extension his partner Battlestar or Hopkins, Lieutenant Hopkins, you fucking Battlestar. Um, I think if they find the serum first, they're more likely gonna try to get um eject themselves with powers. To get oh, po- yeah. to get powers. I think that could happen. Yeah, because he- they're gonna just go back to this fight where they like all of them got their asses kicked, which was just really funny, especially like from Bucky. Dude, like, bro, you're a super soldier. <laughs> and I think, and also, I think Bucky needs to find a, a proper balance because normally 
when even if he didn't have the worst place into his head, he was able to whip ass. And now he's having all this self doubt. Like it is really not is not helping him whatsoever. Like if he was not in self doubt, he probably would have won that fight on the tr- on those on those trucks. I, that's how I feel. He he's all in his head, and he's angry. I think yeah. he'll by the time we get to the end, he'll be at a proper balance, and he becomes the Bucky part of the Bucky that's in the comic books where he's traveling around, whipping people asses, maybe sometimes helping an Avenger or two. I mean, it is it's a it's definitely a great callback to like the or to Civil War where you do get a little bit more backstory from. Bucky with like the flashbacks of you know he was I guess the first super soldier for Hydra um but like later on you see him fighting the other super soldiers and him kind of getting his butt kicked Mm -hmm. eventually but then because they're just always at least to improve the serum so to speak um so it was kind of nice to see that even though he was a super soldier he still sort of got his ass kicked, mm-hmm. and it's like, just I don't know. I thought it was a good callback, but I was also like, bro, <laughs> you've got vibranium, like, use it. I feel like that's still, still a bit of a crush that hand. <laughs> like, um, you can tell he doesn't feel he doesn't feel pain when he, when people is crushing the arm. He's just like it's just like minor annoyance. Now, a callback, though, this is from my uh, new favorite cartoon show called Final Space. The main character gets a metal arm. And he uses his arm to glide across the rope, saving the day between him and his um, his co-captain. But he starts screaming like he's being murdered. And he yells out, who connects my nervous system into a metal arm? I feel everything. Oh, <laughs> like that's a that's a good point. So Just monsters are Nazis. He's, we'll he, he, like you said, you are he, the Stevie Yoon's character's father, also named Avocado. Um, <laughs> is the one who connected the arm to the main character. So he's like, you are, he literally said, you are a sick monster. He's like, Avocado, you are a sick monster connecting my nervous system to the arm. You can, he just, he would just, even full well, no full well, he's not hearing it. He just, but he just like, so when you see Buggy's arm getting crushed and you don't see any pain on his face, they're like, oh, Wakanda was smart. They didn't connect the nerve endings to the arm. So Buggy could just run around whipping people's asses and just like not feel it. But still, me trying to crush it, I was like, it's vibranium. You're not going to crush this. I don't care how strong you are. You're not going to crush That's what I'm like. He could crush their arms. And I'm like, why aren't you doing that, buddy? Like a, These bitches ain't bulletproof, as yeah, we saw. Yeah, they're, they're not. <laughs> but I think, I think Buggy's trying not to kill. That's the thing. I think that's what he's trying to do. Not try to go back to resort to killing. That's what I'm thinking he's doing. Dang, rule number two. Yeah. So I, I I think he's gonna break his rule. He's gonna kill. Yeah. Hmm. I I think that's what's gonna happen. Was it not kill or don't hurt? Don't hurt. But he's gonna kill. Yeah. I think he's gonna kill. 
I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. I won't be surprised. That mean it, it shows like he's he fall back it, like like it's said and it's indicative of what veterans go through. Um, and people who are addicts, they they fall back to what they know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is a, a possibility. Recovery is just, and I think they're going for it, but like recovery is just such a long process. Like, I think they keep showcasing, like, especially with comments like John Walker said, where he's like, just get him good enough to fight. <laughs> or however he said it, but it mm-hmm. was like something like that, where it's, there's no quick fixes in recovery. Like, mm-hmm. it's still gonna, always be an ongoing battle and leading up to that i am not ready for the scene where he tells that sweet little old man that he murdered his son because i know that's gonna come and that yeah happen. that's gonna be a thing i think sam will be there i think i think sam will be there for him. right there i think so thing. too like yeah, it's gonna be it's one so... of those things where he doesn't accept him and he's gonna hate him and then Sam's gonna accept him and be like, Well, what do you th- what can you do? You did the right thing, oh. but but it doesn't mean that he's gonna forgive you. Uh and that yeah, oh. uh. <laughs> I wanna know what that girl I wanna know what that girl is gonna think of uh of Bucky. If Bucky try to give it another go. Maybe oh, that'll be maybe that'll be something at the end of the season. I feel like that's how that would come back. I hope so, because, like, I don't want him to end up with Sharon. Like, I hope they give Sharon a redemption, because she was very, um, not great in the MCU movies. (laughs) (laughs) She got the shaft, for sure. Benita, Um, 2021. She was very not great. She was very not great. (laughs) Um... So, I mean, I hope she gets a redemption, but I also don't want them to, like, shoehorn in a romance with her like they did with Cap and Civil War. Like, Yeah. They're like, hey, we can't give you, we realize we can't give you Peg anymore, so how about her? And there was like, no! And they're like, alright, fine. I don't care what you say. (laughs) I like that scene where Sam, where where Cap got that kiss and Sam and and Bucky just... When they just like Yeah, but that's you're saying the best part about that scene was not the kiss. Dude, that's the, <laughs> that's the only part. That's the only part. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like that's I exactly yeah. Just, it's, oh, it's it's not I the kiss. I remember the groans it's, in yeah. the audience oh, that yeah. happened when we were in the movie theater. That and then that 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 actually shows different audiences cuz here um by injunction of Carson, not Compton, just by conjunction to um, Carson, California, next to Compton, my theater was more like, well, my grandmother, <clears throat> about time, damn, I'm like, grandma, <laughs> like, audibly, grandma, watch the movie, well, you know, tiptoeing around, could have got the ass a long time ago, damn it, grandma. <laughs> She was just like, Cap, you need some girl. You need some love in your life, Cap. Go on, get you some. Like, she legit had a, like people in the movie theater for that specific scene. Like, yeah, people laughed because we when they got to Sam and um, Bucky's reaction, but they laughed because they agreed with my grandma. And she was yeah. audible, she was audible okay. with it. If you oh, so they heard it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. So it, yeah. 
They probably enjoyed her response more than the action on the screen. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> she, we, my grandma, we talked, me and my grandma talked, and I think she passed away, unfortunately, last year, um, around this time last year. Um, I know specifically she would enjoy these MCU TV shows, especially um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, because she, li- she likes Sam and she likes Bucky. So. Aww. She um, she said if you really look at it, she said minus Thor. She said Widow probably. She's she's like Widow probably do is getting something from somebody. Um, I was like, damn it, Grandma. (laughs) 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 I was like, she's like Cap was not. She's like I was like, he's probably not thinking about it. He's still harping on nineteen forty booty, and I get it. I mean, Haley Atwell is a beautiful woman, but like, yeah, you got to move on. I was, like, I was like, I, I agree. Don't even. I'm not even gonna get started on this because I still hate that ending for Cap. It's fine. It's fine. I'm never. Oh, gonna it. oh, that. Fine. Oh, yeah, that ending for the first Avenger. Um, yeah. It's fine. I'm fine. It's okay. No, we won't bring. We won't bring it up. We won't bring it up. We won't bring it up. But uh, we'll bring up my grandma and her um, in a future episode. My grandmother and her uh, misadventures of every single MCU movie she watched. <laughs> Up until her passing. She did get to see Far From Home. Her last Marvel movie was Far From Home. Aww. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. the endless questions from it. What does it mm. mean for Spider-Man going forward? I'm like, if I work for Marvel, I will give you the answer. I don't work for <laughs> Marvel. I'm just as surprised seeing J.K. Simmons as much as you do, Grandma. Yeah, see, those are those are those mo. I have those moments with my dad all the time. We're just like, but what about now? What does that mean? What is this? I'm like, I don't know. I just watched the same movie you did. <laughs> I'm like, they don't exactly copy the story from the book. They change like, it up enough to keep us guessing. I have theories, but I can't tell you what it is. <laughs> I can't help you with that. I was like, I can't. I, like, I don't know if you guys ever watched Buffy, but just I always loved the musical episode. I was like, I have a theory. It I, could be Bonnie. You know I've watched Buffy. You know full well I watched Buffy. You know, even you even know I watched the Luke Perry as vampire, the Christy Swanson version of Buffy. Oh, okay. Well, technically, Luke Perry did not become the vampire. That was uh, David. Uh, what's his fucking face from Scream? Oh, um, deputy guy. Yes, yes. Um, oh God, I know what you're talking about. Oh, David Arquette. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Now I remember. Now I remember. Now I remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that. It has been a while. But yeah. OG1 with. RP Luke. Right. Oh, shit. I did forget about that. Damn it. Yeah. If you don't want to see a mini Luke Perry, do not watch um, AEW where his son is Jungle Boy, who looks exactly like his father. Wow. But but who's a wrestler. His son is a wrestler named Jungle Boy, a luchador wrestler um, for AEW. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Nice. Random factoid of the day. Random factoid of the day. Lou Perry's son is a professional wrestler. Luchador wrestler. Huh. That's, that's interesting. You know what? I'm Props to him because I was going to make some kind of joke throughout this episode, but I couldn't find the 
right place just like <laughs> 80s icons uh in their actors uh their sons becoming actors and acting in comic book adaptations oh yeah uh which one oh, um, which, which actor is that uh, so we got uh wyatt russell yeah is kurt russell's son and then dennis quaid and his son randy quaid is in the boys jack quaid yeah randy quaid jack quaid, jack quaid. Randy Quaid is the other actor. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid is the one that flew into the aliens at uh in uh, yeah. yeah. And they are Dennis Quaid and, and Randy clearly Quaid. affected his brain because his oh, social yeah. media is bonkers. Wow. <laughs> and Dennis Quaid is right up there with him because Dennis Quaid is um, his he has his Dennis Quaid has his good days and then he has his cuckoo for Jesus entitlement. Oh, I haven't heard anything about that. Oh, Randy Quaid's just straight cuckoo. Dennis Quaid. I'll just say this. Jack Quaid spent time more with Meg Ryan, his mother, than he would. I I actually briefly, very briefly met Dennis Quaid. (laughs) Really? At at Knott's Berry Farm. We were oh. we 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 were on the same roller coaster. Like they, they, he got off of the off of the front, and I like saw him at the at the booth to get the the photos, and like just said hi and talked very briefly and left. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he's he. Uh, I I kind of I kind of I kind of agree with Des honestly a little bit. <laughs> I only met the man for a short amount of time, but I was like, yeah. I was in my head. I'm like, my mom would be amazingly happy to meet you. <laughs> And, yeah. I, and I know my grandmother would have loved to meet any of the men of the MCU. <laughs> I shit you not. Every time a shirtless scene comes up, mm, hot damn. There's <laughs> no, it's not who, not who. Now other women, yeah. My grandma, mm, hot damn. I was hey, hey, forty-four F- years younger. I was like grandma. You know, your I, I love your grandma. She sounds like she has good taste. And, no. and, and I think she, I've told this story before, but like. Just I vividly remember Django and Chain and the whole like scene where he was naked and hanging up, and so you could see all of his glory, um, <laughs> so to speak. And all of the this fox. one black woman was just like, "Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> just just everyone in the audience burst out laughing because it was just it was so perfect, wow. and I just. Oh, I vividly remember that so much. It was amazing. My grandmother, she was a devout Jehovah Witness, but she has said goddamn three times in her lifetime. One, (laughs) when Chris Evans came out of the tube in um, the first Avenger. Ooh, hot damn. (laughs) um, Henry Cable for for Man of Steel. That makes sense. And yeah. Chris Hemsworth, and not in any of the other Thor movies, but in Ragnarok when he was a little bit more bigger. Ah, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Head. That makes sense. She, hot, goddamn, I was like, Grandma. She's like, that is, she's like, some <laughs> fine body on these boys. And then for um, Chadwick Boseman, she's like, mm hmm. Work at Chadwick. Well, I'm like, Grandma, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can call that some, uh, some hot damn takes. Yep, hot damn takes. Those are my grandma's hot damn takes. She That's loved, great, she dude. She loved the men of the MCU. <laughs> That's so good. She would have been like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Peggy. Where she just reached out and touched her the boob. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. She she said, sorry. She, she said she, 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 she would have done it too. But she said she would have caressed a little bit more. Oh. <laughs> she said, it's there. I was like, grandma. She said, <laughs> 
Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and she's like, don't. She's like, don't. Don't act prudish. I was like, oh. I was like, you damn skippy. If it was Rosario Dawson, I'll, I'll be all up. I'll be all up on it. <laughs> but I was yeah. like, Rosario Dawson is only in Luke Cage. She's not in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's in, in the. She's in the M. Yeah, she's. In I guess. <laughs> she's in Marvel. In honor of your grandma. How many hot dams? Would you give this episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Like the first episode, eight point five hot dams. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give it a little bit more. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten, just because I feel like they they brought it up a bit. Um, It was like just a good continuation of the first episode. I still feel like this group of villains we're following, like, I still don't know enough about them other than, like, their mantra. So, like, if I see one of them die, I'm like, I don't really care about you because I didn't even know your name. Like, and you just knocked down a telephone pole. So, like, <laughs> minus one, good, good job. Whatever. Uh, what, so, like, minus the main one. Minus the main one. Yeah. All right. Um, but still, nine hot dams out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna give it also nine hot dams. <laughs> but but I'm gonna say because I, I mentioned this I think a little bit before we were recording. I don't know if it came out on the beginning part. No, <laughs> but um but I, I felt like this episode was this episode was really good and it intrigued me to wanna watch the story more and it set up a lot of stuff um a little bit more traditionally. Episode one felt like the beginning of a Marvel movie. This episode felt like the beginning of a show to me. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. See? Hot damn. Hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is the giant Cosmo Robot review of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I am well aware there's a lot of news topics we should be talking about, um, but there's a lot of good content. Like, there's a Ghost of Tsushima movie coming soon. Um, I heard about that. Oh, yeah. With the Guess du- I should play that game. With the writers and the director of the John Wick trilogy. Well, films. Jack Chahusky. Oh. Like, um, just take, take into context how quick of a turnaround that really is and what that could mean. Because, like, when was the last time we got a video game movie that was made, to, like, within five years of the video game itself? Never. Yeah. Exactly. Like, think about that. And like, that. This is Sony. This is Sony making it. Um, so, this is also, that is also an interesting development. We'll talk about that. But for now, we are, we are aware there are some topics, gaming and comic book topics we have not talked about. But, like I said, too much good content. And I actually like bringing up my grandmother. She was the reason why I would watch these movies. And I'm still watching these. I'm watching the MCU. <laughs> anyway, and I do. So thank you for joining in on the hot damn episode. Our hot dams. And this <laughs> this episode will be dedicated to my grandmother, Irene Williams. I, I think that's appropriate. Yeah. So with that, remember, as always, stay safe, practice social distancing, wear double mask up, and spring break is coming up for you all if you're in school. Um, really stay safe. Um, don't go into Miami. Don't just don't go anywhere where it's overpopulated. Stay home, play some video games like me and Benita. Play Dragon Age for the millionth time. Immerse it's, yourself yep. in the world of Thetis. Yep. Um and Love it. 
And as always, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs>